Welcome to the Swim Swam podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. I'm joined today by Swim Swam co-founder Mel Stewart and our special guest of the day, Reese Whitley. Reese, how are you doing today? I'm great. Uh, how are you guys doing? <laughs> doing well. Thank you. saw you on on uninterrupted and you told um a, a story that was about your swimming history um for those that didn't catch that story would you mind um kind of diving into that and resharing it with with our audience today yeah absolutely um and it's still on the uninterrupted so everybody can kind of still go and view it but basically um yeah uh, leah reached out to me um and said that she had been um, in touch with the uninterrupted and wanted to get Colin and I on board. Um, or it sounds like some people over at uninterrupted wanted Colin and I to offer a similar story. Um, and obviously for me, there's a lot to choose from. Um, I felt like that was one that would probably hit home with people. Um, wasn't necessarily, um, the craziest story that I could have shared. Um, but it's definitely one that stuck out to me, um, just like in, in talking to my parents about what I was going to do for the video, how I was going to approach it, um, what I was going to say. Um, they helped me a lot. Uh, my godbrother helped me a lot too. Um, and yeah, we put it together. The, the video that's out there was like the 15th try. <laughs> Uh, probably, probably even more, honestly, could, could be up in the twenties. Um, but yeah, I very happy I did it. Um, you know, cleared up a lot of things for me just mentally. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of people in our space are probably wondering what I'm thinking, um, and how this movement is kind of directly affecting me. Um, so yeah, I thought that was the, or at least one way, um, that I could have helped other people kind of get a grip on the situation. Um, I think stories are very powerful uh, and I'm not really against sharing them um, in order for people to learn uh, and inspire people to educate themselves, so. Before you came on, there was an internal discussion here. We were concerned. We were like, I was, we were concerned about your mental health. This is so stressful and such a, such a big topic. But uh, we think you've been really courageous and really appreciate you being here. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, think, I think it takes a lot of courage to stand up and you have so much on your plate. At Berkeley, you know, you're out from the Olympics. Uh, we have a mutual friend, uh, Trevor Vreeland. Yes, one, we do. <laughs> one of the top five smartest guys, swim nerds on the planet. Does he, he blows up my text all the time with stats. Does he do the same to you? Uh, not, not with me. Um, I've known the Freeland family for a really long time. Um, you know, Tracy, Trevor, you know, his, Trevor's niece was actually in my graduating class in high school. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah. And she was on the swim team too. So I've been friends with Madison for a long time. Uh, great people for sure. <laughs> there's a, que there's a question here. So for people who don't know Trevor Freeland, he's going to be on the show later this week, maybe early next week. Uh, so I'm at UVA. He's a managing director at Deutsche Bank. He's a, but he's a part of the story team 
out of Philadelphia and Jim Ellis that was memorial immortalized in the film Pride. It's just a great film by Lionsgate. Absolutely. Uh, during this time, uh, he's a peer, he's, but he's roughly my age, and it's uh, I've leaned on him for years, and and I, we go back and forth, and it's sort of like, hey man, do you think this is racist? And he's like. Mel, this, he stopped. This is what it is. And he gives me a deep dive. I lean on him. And I'm just curious, in, the, in this time, uh, I imagine it felt lonely, but who have you leaned on? Well, yeah. At first, at first it was really lonely. Um, for about a week or so, um, kind of when, I mean, the world's still kind of on fire, but right when that first week, kind of after that video, like blew up um obviously talking about george floyd's video um it was it was tough yeah i wasn't eating right wasn't sleeping well like just really low energy all the time you know nobody had really reached out to me at that point yet um which i mean people have their own reasons it's a lot to handle for everybody so quite honestly looking back now like i don't blame people for being uncomfortable to reach out um, but yeah, it was, it was tough. Definitely the toughest, um, definitely the lowest my mental has been, uh, in a long time. But, um, as soon as people started to reach out just within my close space, um, mainly people from my team, like Cal, um, and some other swimmers who I've known for a long time, um, all had great things to say. Um, pretty quickly, I set up a phone call with Durden and Chase figured I needed to talk to them individually. Um, and we felt later that it was best that, you know, Jared Hash and I addressed the entire team. Um, we had a, a beautiful conversation, very in-depth, um, extremely open-minded, well-thought-out discussion led by Jared. Um, and I think we're honestly closer as a team because of this. Um, and just the things that were said um, in that meeting were very powerful, both from Jared and I and Durden and other guys who had their own opportunities to speak up and share their own stories. Um, it was amazing. And I definitely know that not a lot of other teams in the country are not even, you know, having those conversations, let alone having it go so well. Um, so I think that, you know, proved to me that I'm truly at the right spot <laughs> in terms of uh, where I made my commitment to school. Um, and I'm just really blessed to have a very open, open-minded and just really tight-knit group around me uh, of brothers that I consider my teammates, or teammates that I consider my brothers, excuse me. Um, and then even like my friends from back home and friends from school here that aren't necessarily athletes. It was, it was great over time, and I'm, now that I've found my role, I'm definitely in a really healthy spot mentally so back to back to kind of a new normal uh yeah <laughs> i don't so, know if coleman had a question go ahead coleman so so if we could you know that <clears throat> that's so heartwarming to hear um you know and, and it's so it's so good to hear when people fi find their group and especially during this time that, that knowing that you have support you know that's amazing um, and I'm guessing, you know, judging, I'd like to go back to, to the story you told on Interrupted. A couple things you mentioned. One, you said you had an array of stories that you could have chosen from. You yeah. picked that one. And um, so 
uh, if you're comfortable with it, would you mind sharing some times where you didn't feel that team camaraderie, um, you know, maybe growing up in the sport um, where you felt a little more isolated? Well, I always, I always had supportive people around me. Um, you know, I think, I think one of the things that I was kind of disappointed about in the response to that video is people were kind of reaching out to me and saying that it was like team parents and stuff. Like it wasn't by any means like team parents. It was people who I have no idea um, and who I'll never meet. Um, but I've always had a very progressive and supportive group when it comes to this stuff may not be as um, known. It might not have been as known then, um, but it's definitely known now. Um, just in their response, you know, my pen charter community has been great too. Um, you know, with me being out in California now, it's, it's hard to stay in touch with them. Um, but I'm, I still have a very great relationship with Crystal. Um, we talk pretty regularly. So, you know, it's for the pen charter folks, like it was nothing new. Um, and uh, honestly, it's probably the same for the Cal guys. Uh, just took a little bit more for me to push through and kind of open up. So. It's, uh, it was a gut punch, um, your video, uh, that it, when, when you, 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 you seem like you were, you, you, you just glossed over a few things. You said that like there are a lot of microaggressions Absolutely. when you hear that yeah, we, we, you're cringing. But then when you came through with your narrative and you said, here's the story, it, it, it gives you a sickening feeling in your stomach, but it, it everybody needed to hear it. It's, uh. So I, I'm, I guess everybody's thinking the same thing, which is, um, are, are you, how do you feel on deck? You know, it's like, are you, are you braced against? Do you feel like you're bracing when you, when you walk on deck? They're like, you know, this could happen at any moment, or is this something you've accepted? Is it, uh, how, how have you dealt with that? It, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's just a way of life. Like, I would have been totally fine, you know, not telling the stories that I've told people now. Um, I felt like I was on a pretty fine career path in my swimming, my academics are taken care of right now. You know, I have a, at least somewhat of a vision of what my pro professional like career looks like after swimming. So like, I, I kind of have all my bases covered. So I was kind of fine. Um, I wasn't kind of fine, I was fine. <laughs> um, you know, it's just that, you know, people know me a little bit more now. Um, won't change the way I have lived uh, and the mindset that I do have won't change that. I mean, it's, it's gotten me this far. Why would I change it now? Um, but, you know, I do think it's definitely changing a lot of people around me. Um, I think throughout this movement, I've been able to not weed out the bad apples, but I know who, you know, I know people's feelings about this. Um, and I know that, you know, the people that are still in my life today genuinely care. Um, and I'm content with that. <laughs> so kind of on the same, on the same topic, um, was there ever a, a point and, uh, where you felt like your you had a bigger role in the swimming community aside from just your swimming? Um, no, I think I just had a story to tell. Um, 
you know, my position doesn't change. You know, I'm still chasing all the guys that are faster than me and making sure the younger ones are kind of hanging on my feet of practice. <laughs> uh, I don't think I had like a big or a small role in this space, but I definitely knew I had a unique perspective um, that people needed to hear. Um, and, you know, I'm really glad that I can have the space to express my feelings and tell my story um, on a decent sized platform for somebody my age and the sport that I'm in. Um, and I, in conversations with myself, I just took on responsibility. I said, look, like, you know, you're one of the only people who can speak on this in your space um, and to a lot of people. Uh, and like the countless stories I have, like can draw attention like pretty fast. Um, and the uninterrupted thing was one of them. My original Instagram post was kind of another one. Um, but this could go on for like a long, a very long time. Um, so it, it doesn't necessarily change anything in my life. Um, I think, you know, the only thing that's changed is that people know me a little bit better. Uh, and people are willing to listen to the uh, black perspective and willing to at least try to understand um, what it is that, you know, black kids, black men especially, go through on a daily basis. Um, and it's a lot to learn, but uh, I'm glad the people in my space have taken on that challenge um, and kept an open mind to everything. So, so let's get into the... Uh... USA Swimming put out a statement. Yeah. And that statement, uh, that statement needed to be clarified and, and it, they needed to go deeper. And, and, and in our reporting and the reports that I saw, it, it, it read as if uh, USA Swimming reached out to Cullen. And then Cullen said, I'm not, I'm not acting any past the baton to you. But I also read that you had reached out on your own. Is that correct? Yeah, I did. Um, with the help of Nathan Adrian. Um, you know, Nathan, throughout this whole quarantine process, for many reasons, has been an absolute role model. Um, and that was just one of the things that he helped me out with. Um, he said, you know, look, do you, do you want to talk to Tim? And I said, yeah. I had no idea what it was going to be about, because um, by that point, I don't even think I had seen the statement yet. Um, and then I saw it maybe later that night. I was like, all right. <laughs> I need to, I need to do some things. May I have to have a tough conversation. Um, so yeah, set up a call with President Hinchy. Um, I've known him for a little bit now, um, but a great man. Um, was willing to listen. Didn't really put any limits on our conversation. Let me be very blunt. Um, and there's a lot of positive change. Um, so you know, I was very nervous going into that phone call, but. Now I know that Mr. Hinchy is, you know, the leader that we need. Um, and he's definitely taking the steps necessary um, to make some serious change within the organization. Um, and it's so great because it's not only him, it's, it's everybody high up. Um, I've had the opportunity, you know, to speak with a lot of people in the organization who all feel similarly. Um, so I'm excited to see what comes out of this. Uh, and I'm excited to, kind of take on a little bit more responsibility in this space and make sure that all the bases are kind of checked. 
um, because I feel like, you know, the only way to make sustainable change in any space is commitment to it. Uh, and not just commitment in a moment, but commitment like weekly, monthly, yearly. Um, so as long as I stay on that, uh, I think we'll be all right. <laughs> Tim Hinch, he's CEO of USA Swimming, has been there for about two and a half years, and he's, um, and then uh, Nathan Adrian, of course, Olympic champion, and, and one part of our 6.5% of athletes who are mixed in within the registration of USA Swimming, 327,000. We have 1.5 swimmers who are, 1.5% are, are black. The, uh, what's interesting is that, um, yeah, that's a safe, he's a good guy, that's a safe space with him. The foundation that, that is really the arm that's been driving this part of it, it's been around since 2004. Part of the mission was to make our sport look more like America. Mm-hmm. And when I, I'm, I, that's the reason why I stated the, the stats, 1.5% black, 6.5% mixed. That's not America. We're not there. And uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you can share what you shared, but it's a, I think it matters to our sport. If we want to be successful in the future, we've got to look like America. And we're not there yet. Did, is, can you share anything? Did you have any ideas? Is it, or is it, are we just starting the, are you just starting the conversation now? Just starting the conversation now. Um, you know, the injustice that's being seen on this large of a scale now has been around for 400 years. Um, so, you know, I don't expect it to change overnight or even next year. Um, I almost forgot the question, but I know it's going to take a long time. Um, and I may not necessarily even be here when things are all the way fixed. Um, but I owe it to not only myself and my family and the great, great, great grandkids that I'll never meet, but if I have a chance to influence people who can make change like Mr. Hinchy can, like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take that hour out of my day to make sure that I give the right message across um, to a man with a lot of influence. Um, He has the power to change the entire country if he wanted to. Pretty sure everybody in America knows at least one person, uh, directly or indirectly, that has been a USA Swimming member. So, you know, if we want to make this organization even better, I felt like that was something that we we needed to have fixed. Um, and we are in the process of fixing it. So I'm, I'm extremely happy. So I think, I think that's, that's so honorable and so cool to hear you say, I think it's interesting because, you know, for hearing your experiences, um, as, as a black man in the swimming community, I don't feel like everyone would necessarily be as open to, having those conversations as you are. I mean, you know, the fr- I, seeing you on deck, you're one of the happiest guys there. And, yeah. uh, and it's always a joy to, to catch up with you and, and to see you on deck because you, 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 you know, you, you, I see your beautiful smile and you're, you're six foot nine and you're just like this massive guy of joy and, <laughs> and it's awesome i appreciate that i try to i try to keep it uh i just try to keep it pretty positive on a pool deck but uh yeah i mean it's just the way i was raised i don't really think fast swimmers are negative ones 
So I try to just keep a positive mindset on the pool deck. So, <laughs> so, and I, and, that, and that's what I'd like to ask about is, is, um, it, it seems like you have a really solid foundation and I, I'm guessing part of that came from your parents. Um, yeah. you know, have, have, did they give you advice on this situation when you got into swimming, you know, after, after you had the experience, uh, that you talked about in your uninterrupted story, you know, how did they kind of guide you? How did they lead you to be, to, to be this person you are today who is very willing to have these conversations? Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I already known by that point. Like, I was, I was probably six or seven, um, not even in swimming yet, when my parents kind of had to have these conversations with me. So I've, as long as I've been in the swim space, I've known. <laughs> it's not something that necessarily just kind of popped up one day. It was just, uh, just the way things had to be. I had to know. Yeah, because, uh, you know, my parents didn't want me to get hurt. Um, and they knew that stuff like that could happen because, you know, I could talk about my my experiences all we want. But if you want to talk about, you know, some stuff that makes people uncomfortable, you can talk to my parents. <laughs> um, so even in learning stuff that I didn't even know, um, just gave me a better grip on how to best handle this situation in my role. Um, knowing what the people before me um, have experienced. Uh, it's just like, you, you have to do the work. <laughs> like you have, you have to make this right. Uh, because the people before you have been fighting for their entire lives. And right now is the first time where you know, I feel like people that look like me can speak up and reach into some pretty uncomfortable stuff and, you know, make you think about some stuff that you probably never thought about before. Um, doesn't make people bad for thinking about it now. Like, I don't blame anybody for, like, not knowing some of this stuff because, you know, nobody really had the space to talk about it before now. Um, but now that I do have the space, like, I do expect a little bit of, uh, open-mindedness um, but that's all that I've received so I haven't had uh, I haven't had to check anybody <laughs> it's a uh, it's not your responsibility to, to educate everybody but it but it's a but it's it's needed oh, yeah. Uh, yeah it's needed it's needed so if, if uh, so I'm an old guy I'm old and white and middle-aged <laughs> and uh, not old not yet not yet and uh, our good buddy Trevor just bottom lined it. He said, because everybody's looking inward and they're asking the same questions because there's all sorts of conversations on different levels. Absolutely. And I think that a large part of our middle class, upper middle class white people have been like, I'm not racist. And there's a huge difference. It's like you're either non-racist or you're anti-racist and you're somewhere on that scale. And I think a lot of people right now are saying, where am I on that scale? Absolutely. It's a, power, it's a powerful question to ask yourself. It really is. Um, obviously, I've never had to ask myself that. But uh, I think in having the support that I've had in my space, it's definitely taught me how to open my mind to other perspectives, um, which is something that I wasn't really able to do. I was kind of so closed in on with what I had 
kind of facing me, but you gotta take a step back and realize, all right, like other people are going through some pretty big changes too. Um, so you have to be willing to take initiative. Because um, that's the only way real change will come. Like we can't just like immediately shut people out without at least trying to explain something, anything. Whether it's a story, something they said in the past, a random question about the future, just obviously related to this matter. Um, but anything, just gotta take initiative. Um, which is tough for a lot of people. It was tough for me. You know, it took me, you know, almost a week and a half and I didn't even reach out to dirty myself. You know, I didn't even reach out to chase myself. Um, so the people that are taking initiative, um, and always have been are the people who I really look up to throughout this movement. Um, whether it's, Simone, Natalie, Cullen, Leah, you know, you name the list. <laughs> or, you know, people like LeBron James, people like Michael Jordan, people like Robert Smith, you know, just black leaders in our space um, have been so active and so inspiring, um, not just for the world, but specifically for black people um, personally um, and at a really deep level. Um, so I'm just trying to do the best that I can. Uh, to make sure that I can educate the people that are willing to listen. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of these things where it's a, I think it's important that we, it's, it, I'll use this analogy. In swimming, if you want to be successful, you've got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. <laughs> you've got to stay <laughs> there. Yeah. <laughs> you want to make gains. And this yeah. is a topic where we've got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable Absolutely. until we start making some progress. I'm guilty throughout the eighties and the early nineties. I mean, I think I saw one black swimmer and I might've seen Trevor in, in passing. I was, I, I swam against Byron Davis in high school and in, yeah. in college and at the Olympics all the way to 96 in mm -hmm. trials. And not once did I ever think to myself, I wonder if they're uncomfortable or if they're ever in a place where they're uncomfortable. And uh, the answer is absolutely yes. But the yeah. fact that it never occurred to me that they were just another swimmer. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm not racist. I, this is just another swimmer. And they're just, it's, uh, we need to stay in this, in this conversation. And I, it's, it's, so I often wonder, so you start searching your mind. Is there ever, are there ever moments or situations in swim that are uncomfortable and they need to be called out? Uh -huh. And I don't, I don't know what they all are, but let's just say that we're hypervigilant. Absolutely. And I think that's the only thing that you can do. Because the past is the past, and people are going to be how they are, regardless. Um, but, you know, now it's okay to call out some questionable things. You know, not just me, but for you and for you, Coleman, like you, it's like your voice is just as powerful as anybody else's. Um, and I think that what, what I'm seeing personally is a lot of people that have such beautiful and strong voices and powerful opinions about this kind of laying back. And I get that, but at the same time, like I want to see them so bad, just express what they need to express. Um, because there's no, there's no shame in that. Like if you know you have something good to say, like, okay. Um, so that's just 
all I've been trying to inspire people to do is just be willing to talk. If you have something that you think needs to be said, whether it's good or bad. Do, are, are there, are there specific things that, you know, we, we talked last week to Ed Acura and Danielle Obey um, mm-hmm. of the Black Swimmers Association uh, based in the United Kingdom. <laughs> and Ed Acura, uh, you know, directed and produced a film called, a film called Blacks Can't Swim. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was pseudo biographical, autobiographical for his, his story with the water. It was really interesting because they pointed out some things um, that, that we can work towards to really make, not just make swimming welcoming, but make it inclusive uh, for mm-hmm. people of color uh, and for black swimmers. Um, th- are there things that you notice that, that you know, the swimming community as a whole could work on, could get better at, um, in terms of making it a space where, you know, black people would want to come and not just feel welcome, but, uh, but actively seek out. Well, I think, you know, there's a lot, obviously, um, that could be better. Mm -hmm. Um, but one of the things that needs to be better is just making sure our kids or educated at the grassroots level because that's where it starts because after you're in middle school you kind of develop your own conscience anyway and at that point you're kind of already taught you know either the political background or what have you that you're going to have for a while until you know maybe you're in college or maybe you have kids of your own um but it, it it starts with you know, the six and unders. It starts with the seven because that's when I had it, right? Um, it starts with our ten and unders. You know, it starts with our young ones who have the real power to make a difference because that's our next generation. Like those are the kids who are gonna grow up. You know, with my kids. You know, my team. Like all the guys on my team are gonna have kids at some point. It's up to that group and the kids younger than us to push, to really push this forward. Um, but I think what we can do as, you know, in, in my capacity and kind of the older generation is do everything that we can to make sure that those kids are taken care of. Um, because, you know, here I am going through, having, having went through the stuff that I've gone through on this, like in this space, and on pool decks around the country, like I'm still, like I'm still in it. You know, Colin went through it. You know, there are countless kids who turn their back on a pool deck. You know, so it's it's about making sure that doesn't happen. Um, and then I think, you know, gradually over time, as they're, you know, as USA Swimming rolls out what they want to roll out, I think over time, you know, I think the sport is going to look a lot different. Again, like probably won't be in my career time, but definitely at some point. Makes me wonder if they're going to produce some educational videos. Might be pretty helpful. I think so. I think you're going to be excited. I think you're going to be excited. You're not sharing. There's, there's, there's something coming out. You're in talks. Things, are, things might be happening. Yeah, things are going to happen for sure. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing my job uh, if, things, if things weren't. Um, I don't know if anybody saw 
what USA Swimming has agreed to put out in their statement, but basically has agreed to education platforms uh, at all levels for memberships. Um, because if, you know, sexual harassment is very important and something that I take very seriously. And it's something that a part, it's something that's a part of everything that we do. Um, you know, I can't enroll for classes unless I go through training. I can't be on the swim team unless I go through training. Um, and that is so important, but at the same time, like this is something else that people be training on. Um, and it needs to be a part of something that we do. Microaggression training needs to be something. So I think that'll happen pretty soon now. Uh, and I'm excited to see what it looks like. It's a, uh, so you're, you've got, you got some time left. You, you got your college career going, but you, you are going to be a pro eventually. I don't, I don't know if you're going to go down that path. Mm -hmm. Hope you do. Maybe a, part, a little bit. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a little bit. I, I hope so. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of opportunity out there. But it's a. I think that this. I think that the wet side of your sport it, it does a lot for you. But I think the dry side of your sport provides meaning. And I, my my question is, do you see yourself dedicating a lot of time and meaning? Uh, Colin has. Uh, Simone's doing it. Nathan's Nathan's doing it. Is, is that a, is that something that you're thinking through and planning? Not planning, because um, I don't want to put any limitations on myself. Um, I think that there are avenues and platforms that you know a lot of swimmers haven't reached yet, and a lot of change that I think swimmers can maybe take a little bit more initiative on or get a little bit more uncomfortable here and there. Um, so yes, I definitely plan on continuing the work of the people that have paved the way for me to speak my truth. Um, but I don't want to keep it the way it is. I want to do what I can uh, to make sure it grows. So. Um, I, I mean, we've got about four and a half minutes left, Reese. Is there, is there anything you'd like to touch on um, before, before we wrap this conversation up? No, you guys ask great questions. Um, I think it was definitely helpful. Uh, and I think a lot of people need to, need to see this and because it's obviously a very uncomfortable conversation. You know, I don't know if Mel remembers, but he was, he was eight or I was eight. Sorry. Excuse me. I was eight when I met Mel for the first time at Penn Charter. Um, and you know, here we are now. He had like, we both have great platforms and we're having a discussion that Mel probably never thought we'd have. Um, but it's a beautiful thing. Um, and when you were and when you were eight, you were taller than I am. I <laughs> <laughs> was such that was such a fun experience. Uh, who else was on that? It was Reavers, uh, you and a couple others. Um, but that was yeah, it was one of my introductions into swimming, um, and I hope that I can have a similar impact on kids, both inside and outside of the water. Um, so I'm looking forward to. You know, getting back into usual training and uh, grinding to see if we can pop off some good times post quarantine. So, <laughs> so I can grow that platform. <laughs> Let's celebrate being comfortable, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, because that's how that's how we get better. And uh, if you want to come back and you have something you want to talk about, we we want to go there. We want Absolutely. to have that conversation because I, th I I think that what concerns me is what came out in the New York times the other day, it was like, is this trendy for white people to protest? How authentic is it? 
And I think that we need to, we need to stay in a space that's authentic and um, we're figuring it out. So I think this is going to, we don't want the conversation to end. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree hundred percent. No. Coleman, you have any thoughts? I, I mean, <clears throat> I agree. I think, I, th I think like you said, it's, you want to give platforms for voices who need that need to be heard and you want to make sure that you're, you're producing something authentic that people can, can educate themselves with and can grow from. Absolutely. Thanks for your time, buddy. But we can't let you go without asking you this question and putting you on the spot. For sure. Look into your, look into your crystal ball. Okay. Who's gonna, uh, hope, hoping that hope, hopefully we'll have NC2As next year. Yeah. What, what, what team's going to win? Uh, uh, consider me biased. Um, there will be a lot of teams who are up at the top, but uh, I, it's no secret that I don't want uh, me and my Bears on that podium again. Um, but, you know, there are so many other kids who want to break the chains of quarantine just as bad as we do. Um, so it's just about staying on our mission uh, and controlling the controllables and we'll be fine whatever happens. <laughs> you've been listening to the swim swam podcast stay tuned for new episodes every week you can take swim swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our youtube channel for more videos as well